Hello and welcome to episode 134 of the Startcast Press Start Australia. Because I'm going to say right now, I've got I'm coming down with a cold. My voice is failing. I couldn't even get through that sentence. This is the Startcast Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxborough, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, James. Hello. And Stephen. Hi there. Uh, James, back to you. Have you jumped on the Fortnite bandwagon yet? I haven't. Um, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you've got to. Um, nah, got to change know. that, man. And it's not for me. I just wish that people would respect that it's not for me, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I literally get like a screenshot from like one of three people, like with their number one victory. And I'm like, I don't care. Mm. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I've oh, been on this for like the last <laughs> two months trying to get you to play. It's mostly <laughs> me. <laughs> just, nah, it's not. It is it like, I mean, it's just testament to how big it is. It, it isn't just you, Stephen or Shannon. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just not my, I just don't like the idea of it. I, yeah. Is I it the, like the competitiveness of it or the, like I just the... have so much other things to play. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I just, start, I feel like I'm wasting my time a little bit playing the oh, same. I kind of understand that. Cause I like, I've looked too. at my list of games that I've, I've sat down sort of at the start of the year. I'm like, cool. I've got this list. I really want to get through. And mm. it's just totally stalled since I started playing Fortnite because, I don't know, if a friend's around and they want to play Fortnite, why would I play a single-player game? And then I get to, like, three months yeah. in. I haven't finished a game in three months. Yeah. I think, I think the other thing as well, um, and, and it happens even with Sea of Thieves, like, I know that's not as big or as popular as, like, Fortnite, obviously, but um, if people want to play that and I've got something single-player that I just really want to finish, I will say no. Um, well, I'm struggling with this at the moment with Far Cry yeah. 5 like you guys know how excited I've been for that game yeah. and I was thinking okay well I can play through that and then have like plenty of time before God of War comes out and I've I've played like three hours of Far Cry 5 at this point because <laughs> so every time shocking. I boot it's it up one of my mates signs on and goes oh, hey you want to play Fortnite and I was like oh, yeah I kind of do and I just close <laughs> out of Far Cry it's terrible yeah Hashtag relatable like I, I yeah I don't know I just I used to not be very good at saying no, but I've uh. gotten really good at it this year already. And I've even had to, like, to one friend, I've had to say, I don't hate you or anything. I just have other things I want to play. Like, I'm not avoiding <laughs> you. I will play this with you next week or whatever. Um, yeah. Just laying it out. Yeah. yeah. Once it gets, it hooks into you. Uh, but Stephen, you're obviously really enjoying Fortnite. What do you make of these crazy theories that are, like, going around at the moment about Tilted Towers getting asteroid belted like the dinosaurs? I mean, I'd be totally fine with that. Like, if I'm in a squad with random fill and someone wants to land at Tilted, I either just say, no, I'm not landing there. That place is just a death field. Or mm. if I decide to go with them, it's like, mm, mm, don't know about this. And I die within about two minutes. So I'd be uh. totally okay with Tilted Towers being flattened by a comet permanently. Yeah, I think it's kind of really kind of dominating the play of the game at the moment. Like, so many people go there to mm. that you, the rest of the map is kind of like very open. And I'd like to see people spread out a bit more. But it's... it's sort of my worst nightmare when one of the Battle Pass challenges was to get a certain amount of eliminations in Tilted Towers. It was Ooh. sort of it was easy to get those because everybody goes there and when one of these uh -huh. challenges is on, everybody goes there. But man, they all want to kill you just as bad. It's yeah, it's an absolute <laughs> bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it serves quite well in that people have been like training up there and like going to Tilted to kind of get used to the the gun handle mechanics and stuff. But yeah. I'm kind of ready for the map to be shaken up now. I'm like, I'm so used to the way it's it's kind of laid out. I pretty much know where like loot spawns are wherever I go. I'm in I'm in way deep at this point that 
I'd like to kind of see it sh- shaken up. And I kind of like that they're dropping all these like little Easter eggs around the map and, and teasing things. I love people like the, the vibration glitch that came out in the like in a oh patch my God. a couple back. <laughs> people were like saying that, oh, it's like an SOS kind of transmission or whatever. Like it's clearly not an SOS transmission. Just think about it for a second. But I love like, that it's that kind of people are so into it now that we're getting all these zany theories. It's brilliant. Oh, that vibration freaks me out. Even though I've read mm. like five different news articles saying it's a glitch. It doesn't actually mean anything. Every time it happens, I'm like, Oh God, who's near me? Oh God. And I just freak yeah, dude, out. I really should. I'm but too I big do. a fan of the alien movies that I, I associate it with that, like ping on the radar. <laughs> Motion I'm detector. Like, Where are they? <laughs> uh, uh, and our April fool gag this year, obviously like played heavily into, into Fortnite. Uh, James, were you, uh, did you enjoy the reaction to April Fool's treatment this year? I think it was, like, obviously, I'm a bit biased, but <laughs> I just think that it was one of the best ones that I've seen. Like, I didn't see a lot this year. Um, usually mm. a lot of it just comes to me through, like, Twitter or Facebook or something. Like, I'll see a lot of stuff. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think the problem with the ours in particular was I kind of saw it quite a bit before the day, so I was over it by the time it went up. Yeah. Um, whereas, like... Um, <laughs> But then you see it, like like the, our Fortnite stuff, compared to say the other attempts. Um, and I don't know, like I thought it was really good. I think it's a. It, I wish it was happening, kind of. That would get me to play it, I reckon. Yeah. Just quietly. <laughs> yeah. But, what needing all one hundred amiibo to to be able to actually play? I mean, I have a hundred amiibo, I reckon. So, <laughs> so I have every smash market. I actually think I've bought every single one except for the Chibi Robo one. So that could be a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be, I think, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. And it blew up quite a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I feel like I don't want to toot our horn, but like, I just saw people in just random Facebook groups that I'm in just posting this screenshot, yeah. obviously unsourced because who wants to source it? But like, <laughs> how did this get here? This is a thing that like a couple of friends worked on and now it's over in all these weird groups everywhere. It's, it just kind of yeah. blew my mind how quickly it got around. Yeah, and shout out to uh, to Lachlan Plays over on YouTube as well for featuring it in his own uh, in video kind of um, getting in on the joke. I thought that was that was really great. Um, I loved like some of the reactions to it as well. Like I tweeted out like some of my favorite things, like people claiming that they had footage of the game, um, <laughs> people like discussing these like legal loopholes that that Nintendo might be able to exploit to actually get it to happen. Um, uh, and yeah. Nintendo leak culture, man. Anything could <laughs> <Yeah>. happen. <laughs> it wouldn't be something indeed. Uh, but on the show this week, it's going to be quite short because I don't know how much voice I'm going to have personally. Um, so not going to have too many items, but let's kick things off with my favorite segment. Uh, back in the news this week with some good news. It is, of course, a Spyro update. Guys, press people are receiving purple eggs in the mail. Surely an announcement is imminent, James. Surely it's like we're moments away from it. It could be happening right now. We don't know. I mean, the original like leak, If I mean, there was like a kind of leak and a reasonable leak. And I think the reasonable leak said it was going to be end of March, um, which obviously has passed. Uh, mm. But I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I think it's a cool way to do it for sure. Um, like, as you know, I don't really know. Um, like, I'm not hugely into Spyro as much as Ewan is, obviously. <laughs> uh, Beating yeah. the drum every podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think it's a really cool way to announce it for sure. And I'm, I just feel like it's that we're at that point now, like if it's coming out this year, just announce it. Like yeah. the, the, I guess the lead up to Crash, um, 
really helped it quite a bit. There was a lot of anticipation. I'm sure they had a lot of time to get a lot of pre-orders in and stuff. Uh, I just don't know why. As a marketer, you wouldn't do it by now, you know? Yeah, it's a very good point. Um, Stephen, like, have you been keeping up with how these purple eggs, like the story behind them all, being do sent out? Do we know out? where these are coming from? Like, are so, they just appearing or what? So what happened is IGN, I think, received the first one. Uh, and it came with a letter that was like from Falcon McBob or something like that. Oh, and yeah, the Twitter that, dude? Yeah, and on Twitter, Falcon McBob has the ha- the handle um, Spyro the Dragon. It's an unverified account. It's kept private. So you'd like if you want to follow it, you have to request it and all its, pri- all its tweets are hidden. Um, and it had something like, it was like following one person or whatever. But Crash... Bandicoot follows it. There's like an Activision email address that's tied to the account. Like it looks pretty legit. Um, yeah, it, it, I just love like this kind of approach to kind of getting people hyped up. I think it's so great. Um, do you think like it's kind of having much of an impact? Do you think like that people are genuinely getting excited about Spyro, or is it this like little sort of filter bubble that I'm in and no one else really cares all that much? I mean, I think these like the eggs coming in the mail is probably more of our little filter bubble. Like the the Reddit detectives would be like, oh, what's this account? Yeah. Oh, it's attached to Activision. That's it's followed by Crash. Oh, what does this all mean? It all it's all coming together. Like regular people probably don't know any of this is happening, but. I know it's it's a really interesting way to not announce it. I guess they they know that the idea is out there, and a lot of people are clearly looking forward to it because they were very excited about an announcement that never ended up happening. But like, mm. yeah, this is a cool way to either keep people on their toes for an actual announcement, or maybe keep them on their toes for a whole lot of nothing. Who knows? I guess yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, and I sus- hopefully we'll uh, find out very soon and we're able to discuss it more on the podcast next week. But whilst we're waiting for a Spyro update, No Man's Sky is receiving an update. That's right, No Man's Sky Next is coming to the Xbox One, the PC, and the PS4. It's going to be a free update for PS4 users and PC users, but this tweet uh, out by Hello Games also slid in there that the game is coming to Xbox One, presumably in a full package alongside the massive update. Um, we don't really know the specifics of the update at the moment, if I'm right, James. You know, like, what exactly is kind of being included within No Man's Skies next? Um, I don't, sorry. No, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I probably should have had a look. Um, I have, all, I, all I've heard um, is kind of the general sentiment, I guess, is that No Man's Sky is actually quite good now. Um, mm. But obviously the damage was done quite a bit um, at the time of launch. Uh, I think it's a cool... I, I, it's crazy that it's like on all consoles, but I guess they 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 did always say that um, from the beginning. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Think... They've not they've not specifically gone into what the updates are going. We've, so the statement said we call that upcoming update next because it's an important next step on a longer journey for us and the community. It will be the biggest update so far and something we've been working ridiculously hard on. This will be free to existing players, but we'll continue to support No Man's Sky in a way for the in this way for the foreseeable future. So it looks like they're really sort of like doubling down on it, um, which uh, I guess is surprising, right, Stephen? Like considering it was very mixed, it was a very yeah. mixed reception to whenever it came out. Do you are you surprised that they're committing so wholeheartedly to it? Yes and no. Like I kind of think I know it shows some fairly massive dedication. I think um, the theories that were going around when it was first launched is that it sort of had to come out at some point because, you know, Sony were just really putting deadlines on it because it was their baby, really. And mm. I guess the game, like, Hello, probably weren't 
happy with the way that it released. So they, you know, they're clearly passionate about the whole project. They're working to get it to where they probably wanted it to be in the first place as a guess. And and it's interesting as well that they're giving it an entirely new name and probably new boxed packages, I assume, at least for Xbox and probably for the other consoles. And it kind of, I don't know, just makes it seem like a separate entity to the one that failed about a year ago. It's like, here is the real No Man's Sky or the next No is Man's def- Sky. Hmm? Is it hmm. definitely called No Man's Sky Next, though? I thought, like, the update was called Next. Um, No, I think oh, the update will be called No Man's Sky's Next. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, well. I guess so they are referring to the update. I don't know. It certainly seems like I feel like kind of like you, a rebranding. When you go to a shop and you buy it on Xbox or something, it's going to just say No Man's Sky. But I don't know. Hmm. I feel like yeah, maybe yeah. as maybe. well. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how it runs on the Xbox One as well, um, given there's like a much bigger difference in power, I guess, between base hardware for both the consoles. Um, mm. Yeah. I imagine it would look real nice on the X. You would yeah, hope I, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's, I guess I'm kind of glad that they are sort of supporting it because I, it was always such a cool kind of premise. Um, and it is kind of really quite impressive tech that I guess they, and an impressive code that they were able to produce. This sort of like procedurally sort of generated universe, I suppose, um, that was kind of infinitely explorable. But they just didn't feel like there was enough within the game you could sort of do and i think that was that was everyone's fears leading up to its release and it was kind of of found i was just thinking that yeah it's like there's it's got really cool concepts but like what do you do in it do you think it's a case then james that maybe they kind of caught onto games as a platform kind of a little late and they're sort of realizing hey now maybe we've got this platform that we can sort of exploit um no No. i think that I think they're just doing the right thing um, because they, they released, they kind of, you know, like Sean Murray, I think, copped a lot of it. Um, and he was obviously the face of the game, more or less. Mm. And he made a lot of promises and stuff. And there's, you know, videos out there that kind of are like, this is what he said. And this is what definitely doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think they like if they wanted to make another game now, they would, if, and they just dropped No Man's Sky. Like, I think that would have been a bit of them. Whereas I feel like... I mean, I don't know if I'm the, I'm the same as everyone else, but I feel like the fact that they've kind of committed to it, they're fixing it, they're even bringing it to Xbox, which to me is probably just a way for them to try and make a little bit more money, um, is just a good thing, you know? Uh-huh. Does that it's make sense? Kind of, I guess, yeah, it's it, in good faith to their, yeah, their like, fans, I guess, or the yeah, people that... Like, I'm not sure this is... I'm sure, like, in terms of cost-effectiveness, like, I'm not sure this is the best way for them to mm. go, but they're doing it as kind of like a way to kind of get their rep back if that makes sense yeah do you still yeah, have a copy of the game Stephen? i've never bought it in the first place all right okay what do you what do you think they would need to add to the game then to get you to to purchase it in that case i'm i'm honestly not sure it's a game for me like i don't know i'm not usually massively into these games that are just a big like amorphous blob world where you just you can do everything and anything but you kind of it's very self-directed and you kind of have to find your own fun in it and uh-huh. i don't know i'm kind of more and i prefer either the narrative sort of push or a competitive push as in fortnite but yeah i don't know nomad sky it really impresses me technically but i don't know that even you know with added stuff to it just the concept of you can go anywhere in space it's really cool but i don't know that i want to do that yeah yeah my my sort of 
Um, I, I bought the game upon release and maybe played a few hours of it. And then at first I was like, okay, there's a bit more to do here. Like, it's kind of so difficult to survive. There's lots of sort of um, inventory management and like resource kind of collecting that you, gotta, that you gotta do to kind of get around. But once I kind of got on top of that and I was finding everything okay and I was stockpiling stuff, it, that kind of beat kind of faded quite quickly. And then I was like, well, now I just feel like I'm sort of kind of slowly bumping up incrementally like a bunch of stats that I don't really care much for uh, and slowly kind of just discovering other places with not much else going on. Um, whereas had I been able to like link up with friends and sort of like build stuff and kind of create like more permanent sort of bases, I guess, on planets and kind of claim them for my own and, you know, start altering the landscape a bit more um, and kind of getting more like upgrades and progressions and finding loot. I may, I mean, maybe if it was more of like a combination between like Sea of Thieves and No Man's Sky, I'd be more excited, right? It like, was, yeah, um, kind of a little bit of the promise from at least what I got of the yeah, the concept you could be like is, a space pirate and stuff. Yeah, you could like there'd be so many planets that there feasibly is one for everyone, and like if you find a planet, you are feasibly the first person to ever find it, and you could do what you want with that planet, but it like also wouldn't necessarily be protected from other people if you weren't there, but it would be, mm. I don't know, just some cool permanence to it. And I don't know, just never got that that actually became anything in the game. <laughs> yeah. But you were first to mention Sea of Thieves, uh, James. Do you think that, that Sea of Thieves have maybe got a lesson to learn from No Man's Sky? Or do you think it, it should have learned that lesson already and perhaps it's a bit too late now? Hmm. Well, <laughs> um... I th- the thing I find bizarre about Sea of Thieves, right, is it was in development for, like, almost what feels like, I think, four or five years. Uh-huh. Um, I, I want to find out when No Man's Sky kind of went into development. Um, even so, like, they're not really comparable. I mean, yes, they all sold at the same price, but the teams uh-huh. were quite different, I guess. Yeah, so, I, I mean, Hello Games had a tiny team. Yeah, and when you think about it in that kind of way, No Man's Sky is pretty impressive. Um, mm-hmm. And see if this is even more disappointing. But um, <laughs> it's—I don't know. Like, I think. What was the question? I kind of—I've like distanced <laughs> myself so far from the question now. <laughs> I was—I was saying, God, like, do you think that that Sea of Thieves has to has to learn a lesson from No Man's Sky? Uh, yes. Like, do they like, do they need to kind of look at this big content known. update and announce something soon? They should have known, yeah. They they need to definitely do a roadmap of some sort. Like, they're pretty big. Like, everyone kind of does one now. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, like, I don't know. I think they definitely need to kind of give something. Like, I know me, Stephen, and another friend, we've been playing it pretty religiously. I've been playing it with a few other friends as well. Um, but, obviously, we're all kind of at that point now where it's like, okay, now what? And, yeah. like, like, especially for people who are playing it through Game Pass, like, what are Microsoft doing, I guess, to make people say, okay, I'll buy another month of Game Pass, you know? Like, they kind of want people to kind of stick with it. Yeah. And And I think that's what games as a platform sort of need to do. Like, before players get to that, okay, well, now what point? Developers kind of need to have an answer for that, right? Like, And I think that um, The Division fell into this trap for me. Destiny continually fell into this trap. Um, Although I think they maybe got better with it over time. But, like, players kind of always need to know, pardon the pun, what's what's next um and so Uh, like maybe even with this announcement like oh great okay there's an update coming but what what is involved like what is there an offer for me as a player um i think that sort of level of transparency is sort of needed uh and and that sort of maintains that community otherwise people kind of yeah lose disinterest and just resume playing Fortnite. (laughs) 
Yeah. Where there's continually new updates and they're continually like signposts in advance. Like I'm all about that vending machine that they're adding into it now, whatever that does. We will and I think especially when out. it's so, it's like the marquee game for Xbox Game Pass at the moment. And it's the, literally yeah. the only reason I have Game Pass. And I'm going through that exact question that James mentioned, just like, I would renew if I knew that there was something more coming to this game. I really love the idea of it, but it's just kind of, is is that it? I, I got to that point, and if yeah. I knew that there was something more, then I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, I'll stick around, see what's going on. But for now, it's going to be, eh, I'll let my subscription lapse, and if I hear something in three months' time, then maybe I'll jump back on. But, yeah, it's just not really doing much for me anymore. Yeah, I've sort of been thinking about that with Game Pass, actually. You can sort of like jump in and out as much as you like, can't you? So like yeah. if you wanted to like pay ten bucks is it for a, for a month, you could do that and play Sea Thieves for a month and then yeah, bounce back out. Yeah, that's a good point too. I guess you can. You've got the option. Hmm. Yeah, that is that is a good point. Oh man, I'm so excited for Sated Decay. I'm going to sign up when that comes out. Uh, <laughs> but that pretty much is it for the news this week. So let's see if my voice lasts through a game of what the wiki, uh, which is the Starcast Game Show, where I, the host, will attempt to read part of a Wikipedia page from an unknown game, and you, the contestants, must guess the game. Of course, you can play along at home. Brody sits atop the leader points with three points, but James is close behind on two points. Got an opportunity here, James and Matt, also in the mix with one point. Official what the wiki keeper of the score at Jamie Penning over on Twitter has submitted another game suggestion this week Yay. remember if you too want to suggest a game <laughs> drop me a tweet or slide into my dms and we will sort one out uh yeah jamie has been on a roll with uh, picking pretty difficult games the last couple of weeks Looks uh, good though. and i think yeah it is good i think he's done got picked another beauty here as well i've tried to pick the choice parts from the wikipedia page as well all right contestants are you ready ready <laughs> Sorry, just clear my throat. <laughs> yeah, ready. All right. The game is the third entry in a trilogy of games for the original Game Boy and was later ported to the Game Boy Color exclusively in Japan under the name Donkey Kong GB, Dinky Kong, and Dixie Kong. It was developed by Rare and distributed by Nintendo. Like the other games in the series, the game served as the portable counterpart to the SNES game Donkey Steven. Kong Country. Steven? Donkey Kong Land 3? It is Donkey Kong Land 3. Well done. Was Trash. It... <laughs> did I give it away too much by giving the Japanese title? Yeah, I wasn't did. sure. Oh, okay. All right. But I, yeah. I it was... seemed so obscure well, I was originally and so thinking... like, unrelated to the actual title. I was like, but it's like I got to include it. Dinky Kong and Dixie Kong are like, they're only, they're only in that game. So it makes sense. I was initially uh... like Donkey Kong Country, but like, if it was that, then James surely would have chimed in already. And then you mentioned Game Boy. It's like, oh, wait. Uh... Wait, no, it must be the Game Boy one. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I've got. I mean, I've got to pick out. Uh, well, props, props to you, Stephen. But I've got to like pick out another bit to this Wikipedia page because the game is both a remake and a partial follow-up to the Donkey Kong Country Three, which I think is hilarious. It was released on a banana yellow cartridge. Also hilarious. Um, the whole plot just sounds zany. Yeah. Have you not played them? They're amazing. <laughs> Not, I not... don't know. Okay, don't kill me, but I don't think I've ever played a Donkey Kong game. Oh no, dude! I don't. I don't. Nothing Tropical comes to Freeze mind. Is ready for you very soon. Well, yeah, that and that's why Jamie suggested this week because uh, some of the first footage of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze has been released for the Switch. Um, I heard <sighs> that was really good, so I think that I will definitely be picking that up on my Switch. Hopefully, I find time to play it amongst all the Fortnite I'm playing. <laughs> Uh, game number two, Stephen, in a chance to enter the leaderboard here. 
The game is a first-person shooter video game developed by Dan Buster Studios and published by Deep Silver for Microsoft Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. It is a reboot slash sequel to the first game. James? Homefront the Revolution? It is Homefront the Revolution. Well <laughs> <Dang>. done. Dang. <laughs> did you know who Dan Buster Studios were? I did, but then... And I'm All pretty right. sure they've only ever made one game, but I wasn't. I, I still just wanted game. to be sure, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I never realised that it was like an alternate timeline to the first game. Like, it is not a direct sequel. No. Um, Crazy. Yeah. I, I don't... Yeah, it's the weirdest... Like, the sequel nobody wanted. Yeah. Uh, also in the description, <laughs> I had Ben Yahtzee Crowshaw of Zero Punction named it the worst game of 2016, citing bugs, bad design, and awful story, and arguing that, quote, the game was obviously a bad idea at the concept stage. He went on to compare the game to, quote, watching a chihuahua in a dog wheelchair trying to descend a spiral staircase. End it's quote. <laughs> it's, God, it's pretty Yahtzee's. good. It's actually much better now. Like, I don't know if... Really? Yeah, um they've they really once again like kind of they committed to kind of fixing quite a bit of it. Um, oh, right. And yeah. Well, do you know why it's oh, I picked it this week? Oh, no. Why? I think it's I think it's free to PlayStation Plus members this month. Oh, is it? Right. Yeah, I, I bought so. it for like 10 huh. bucks on the store, but um yeah, it's not it's not that good, but it's better than what I thought it would be. So Well, I kind of I just kind of enjoyed the story of the first game. So yeah. I'm kind of Tempted to go and pick it up. The only reason uh, I bought it was because um, it's actually made by the team who made like a like Golden Eye, Time Splitters, all of those like kind of classic shooters. And there's like a few levels of Time Splitters hidden in there. Um, mm. So that's why I kind of wanted to play it. So Stephen showed me, told me that it was that, and then I bought it. So thanks, Stephen. Right. You are very there welcome. You go. It's all your fault. <laughs> Whoops. All right. Game number three, tiebreaker. Oh. You guys have been quick on the buzzers today. Yeah, this I'm is... A, I've been impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. One day, 98% of Earth's population suddenly disappeared, and the remaining population found the skies covered in dense clouds, creating chaotic storms that dropped husks, humanoid zombie-like creatures that attacked the living. The survivors found a way to construct storm shields, a field that cleared the storm clouds from immediately overhead and reduced the attacks from husks, and used these to set up survivor bases across the globe. The player in the commander of one of these bases, charged with going out of the Storm Shield to find resources and survivors, and other allies to help expand the Storm Shield and find a way to return to Earth to its normal state. Considered by Epic as a cross between oh, Minecraft James. and Left 4 Dead. James. Ah. <laughs> is it Fortnite? <laughs> it is Fortnite. I just thought I had to bookend this episode like, with fuck? my Fortnite obsession. Oh, that's just <laughs> Man, Sorry. I was totally <laughs> just thinking like Fortnite, but I don't know the name of the one that's not Battle Royale. <laughs> Re- required uh, a knowledge I was of like, yeah, the Mass Save World Game Mode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well done, James. I thought Steven was going to be on the ball there. Yeah, I think uh, he, yeah, we, we clicked at the same time, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It was a close one. I mean, you mentioned uh, Epic, and it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially Minecraft and Left 4 Dead as well. Duh, what could it be? <laughs> uh, so, James, you're equal first with Brody now. Three points <laughs> each. Congrats. How Thanks. do you feel? Um, I do. Like I said, I feel good, but I feel like I've, like, Brody wasn't here. I haven't beaten yeah. Brody yet in my eyes. Well, you know. I mean, the first hurdle to to winning what the wiki is to appear on episodes. I mean, if you do that, you're in with a pretty good chance. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Brody. So. Yeah. You're on the, you're Avoiding well. us. 
<laughs> uh, with that, let's bring then to what was episode 134 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast One, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site, of course, at prostart.com.au. You can join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. Feel free to suggest any topics that we may discuss or suggest a game for what the wiki. I've, oh, wait, no, I've changed this. I've got to change my script. I've been joined today by James. Uh, hi, you can find me on Twitter as always at, <laughs> at Jam, so A T J A M Z, and yeah. It's going to take me a while to get the rhythm of this. Uh, I've also been joined today by Stephen. Hey, I'm Stephen. Uh, you can find me on all the things at Stephen Impson, where you can find extremely good opinions about movies and <laughs> games. <laughs> Ooh, opinions on movies. I'm definitely have to look out for those. I need to go back to the cinema. Uh, and I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. See ya. You still going to say <laughs> goodbye? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>